God is good and he's on his throne. Yes, he is. And we would just like to uh, welcome uh, everyone to uh, Life's Uncertain Journeys Weekly Podcast. And as always, we, uh, we seek to engage our listeners in real talk about these troubled times that we're living in. My name is Nadine Davis, and I'm your host, and I have a co-host. Her name is Alicia Lockhart, and she's here with us today, along with this grand uh, uh, show of ladies that are here to help us go through this um, study today. But I'm going to turn it over to Alicia, and she's going to welcome everybody. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Uh, whether you are a first-time guest or whether you are a faithful weekly listener, we want to say, welcome back. Glad you're with us again. So <clears throat> we also want to welcome our FaceTime, our Facebook guests. If you are following us on Facebook, we say welcome to you and we're glad you're here. It's live there. And I also would like to say that the Zoom recording is live and it's being recorded. So if you join us, you're welcome to join us here. Just know that it's being recorded and that um, you could also see us uh, for our YouTube channel. I mean, you can, you can get this from our YouTube channel. So we record it so you can look at it anytime in all our past podcasts and all our past um, uh, weekly uh, meetings. And so um, if you happen to go to our YouTube channel, we ask a favor. If you would just like it and subscribe, that would be helpful to us and it will keep you up to date on all the stuff anything that we might do so again i say welcome and um let's get ready for another night of god and learn uh learning more about our savior right amen that's right i'm telling you we need to learn all we can while we can yes indeed i'm telling you so thanks so much alicia mm -hmm. um our podcast is live and it's interactive our conversations are based on biblical perspectives. We believe in and adhere to the word of God as the only perspective that matters, especially today. I mean, we've got a lot of talking heads right now with a lot of ideas about what they think. I don't want to hear what people think. I want to know what God knows because he's got it all laid out. The whole plan has been laid out and all we need to do is follow his plan and we won't go wrong. Uh, we podcast live because we want to interact with our listeners. And this is a wonderful venue that permits us to do that. We've got those that are joining us live here on Zoom. You see these sisters that have gathered here today and most of them are members of um, the Women Who Overcome ministry team and, and others that join us every week. And there are also those that watch us on Facebook Live. And we just want you all to know that you can interact with us too. Just put your comments in. We're watching your monitoring your comments, and we'll be more than happy to share them uh, with the group as we go along. Uh, and we also have those that will be listening to this podcast via iHeartRadio or Spotify or any of those other networks that the Lord has permitted us to, to uh, podcast to. Um, and uh, But unfortunately, they can't participate with us, but they can still be blessed and benefit from what God does in and through us that are interacting. You see, because God has given us his Holy Spirit. And so our voices become instruments 
that God can use for sharing encouragement, hope, and love to those who may listen to this podcast at a different time. There are also those that are watching us via the internet. We never know exactly who God has sent our way, but whoever God sent our way, we want to be able to represent him well and let them know how much he loves them. That the reason that you tuned in to this podcast, you may have thought it was a, uh, your own idea, but I promise you, it was inspired by God. Not to say that we got all this you know, great word going on and things like that, no. But because we know the Holy Spirit is present with us, he is here with us. And we desire that he would use us. These vessels belong to him and he can use it any way he wants to use it. But we primarily want him to use us, use our voices to be an encouragement, to be an insp inspiration to those that are listening, um, to know that God is not only real, God is not only real, but he provided us as witnesses to this reality. And so that's what we like to share on our podcast. And so that's what we're doing. So by all means, if the Holy Spirit should inspire you to share something, don't, don't hold back. Feel free to ask questions and to share those things that God puts on your heart. Um, so uh, as we're preparing for the upcoming Women Who Overcome conference, uh, these podcasts that are leading up to the conference will center around the conference theme of overcoming faith. We are getting our hearts ready to learn how to walk in overcoming faith. And so uh, the scripture of 1 John 5, 4 says, every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. So you see, God left that testimony in his word as a means by which to educate us to the importance of faith. Amen. We've got to realize that Overcoming is what he desires of us. However, we have got to allow the Holy Spirit to help us grow in that area. We're all dealt a measure of faith, but it's got to grow to an overcoming faith because Jesus said it's only those that are going to endure to the end that he's going to let in. So that's what it's all about. So thank you so very much for joining us. So before we begin, I'm going to ask Sister Paulette if she would please uh, open our podcast tonight and cover us with prayer. And then after that, I will introduce you to our uh, to the executive director of the Women Who Overcome Ministry. Yes, let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven. God, hallowed be your name. Amen. God, we come gathered in that name, the name above all names. Father God, we come to praise you, Lord. God, we just want to magnify that name. God, we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you God. God, thank you for your love. God, and we thank you for your discipline. Thank you. Father God, we ask that you give us wisdom this evening, Lord. Every listener, Lord, 
God, just to hear what your spirit has to say. Father God, so open the eyes of our heart, Lord. God, so that you can speak to us and through us, Lord. God, that we may walk in that overcoming faith, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father God, you are able, Lord, to enable yes. us. So, Father God, we have ears to hear what your spirit has to say. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for this broadcast. God, use it, Lord, as you see fit, Lord, to draw to you, Lord, the ones that will hear what your spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so very much, uh, Sister Paulette. We really appreciate those powerful prayers that you send up for us every single week. Um, but just uh, one last thing before I turn it over to Carmen. Um, my husband and I would like to invite any of you that may be interested in studying the book of Revelation to join us this coming Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. on New Beginnings. Um, our outreach ministry, Charlotte Christian Fellowship, uh, which we oversee, hosts a weekly Bible study podcast, and you're welcome to join us. So if you are interested, just go to our ministry website, charlottechristianfellowship.org where you'll find a link to join the study live on Zoom, or you can just listen in and watch. Amen. Amen. So without further ado, those of you who have uh, been with us for a long time, you already know who Carmen is. Um, she has uh, really been such a blessing to me as far as um, she was the one that God used to confirm the fact that um, the Women Who Overcome is a ministry and not just a conference that happens uh, from time to time. So uh, God has since then uh, elevated her to a place of um, directorship for this ministry. And so she's going to take it from here and she's got a wonderful surprise for us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Um, I just... When I, when I was reading over um, 1 John 5 um, earlier today, and just to think about, you know, whatever was born of God has overcome the world. When I think about that, it's done through God's grace of faith that he gave us, right? And so I was like, God, so that's something that we have to do daily. We have to exercise our faith daily to overcome which, you know, to reinforce what Jesus has already done, right? And so I just got more excited about the conference that's coming up, our fourth annual conference, which I'm excited about. Amen. I always forget that part. Four, four years, four years. And it's so hard to believe that the first year, I just remember, you know, planning it and we didn't even have a venue. It was just, it was crazy. We were like, I was like, mom, we don't have a venue yet. She's like, let's just keep playing. I said, okay, that is faith. And it was a faith builder, wasn't it? <laughs> it was definitely, because I just saw God move and just all of it. I mean, everything just came into place. The team came into place, the venue, the time. I mean, it was, everything was God's perfect plan. And so, um, you know, this year and last year, you know, because of the, um, the COVID, um, the COVID 
disease, crisis, whatever anybody wants to call it, I call it God's design. Um, he is not wanting us to go back to normal. And I feel like just like last year when we were virtual, we reached so many more women yeah. of faith. And again, this year, we're gonna go ahead and, and do it virtually. The conference will be all virtual. And again, just there's other women out there beyond the United States of America, beyond Still Creek, beyond yes. Yes. church that we our testimonies are supposed to reach. And so I'm really excited that I, you know, that God just kind of did what he does and, and made it um, all virtual so we can reach across the ocean now and not just, you know, Amen. within our um, reach. So I'm really excited. Um, for those who have not heard about it, it is October 23rd, starts at 8.30. It will be online virtually. 8.30 a.m. A.m. Eastern mm -hmm. time. Yep. <laughs> I gotta say that now because we're gonna be reaching across the country. <laughs> so Eastern time, um, the conference is free. So all you have to do is register. You'll get a link on um, a Zoom link to join. Um, and this, I mean, we've always had great speakers, always. Um, this year we have three guest speakers. If you've ever seen the War Room, Karen Amber Crombie, she played the um, the older lady, which she which shocked me when I saw her in person. She really is that old. Um, she will be um, one of our guest speakers. And Sharon um, Lanier. Lanier. Did I say her name right? Because I always get it wrong. Um, and I watched the, um, oh, what was the movie called? It was both her and Karen. And I can't remember what it was, but it was about the, the um, group home. And I just fell in love with her and the story all over again. And then we have Dr. Um, I'm gonna mess up her name again, Dr. Bella. Um, she is a contributor of Uversion. We all have that, that app on our phone and we use it daily. Um, and so she will also be a special guest. And then um, the team, you know, we have Alicia, myself. Isn't that wonderful <laughs> that God has got, we got a team of ministers. Uh -huh. uh, Women yes, called by yes. God. I'm sorry, yes. baby. Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. And Ms. Jan. Um, and then we, you know, our other team mates are the part of the worship team. So I'm uh, really excited uh, again this year um, what God is going to do. And like I said, it's all by design, God's design to for us to reach as many women um, as we're supposed to. And, and God is going to use all of these women um, to definitely bring forth his word um, and give him all the glory. So um, so with that said, mom, is it time for me to interview one of our speakers? Yes, it is. What? I get to do it again, Miss Alicia. We <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> we get to do it all over again. All over again. And look, we didn't even we didn't rehearse this time. No, we didn't. <laughs> Which is good. So, right. So this is this is coming right off the heart, right? That's right. Exactly. It's, it's so exciting. Um, so my first question to you is because the, you know, we talked about overcoming faith. What does faith mean to you? Well, faith, you know, there's a lot of um, interesting words that are used when we hear faith, truth, um, trust, uh, knowledge. You know that you know that you know. 
to me, when I think about what it means to me, it kind of is synonymous with the overcoming faith that we, we talk about. And the word that came to my mind for me is unwavering. Mm. Unwavering. unwavering. So, um, you know, I thought about overcoming and, 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 and what that means. And like I said, I think about just to know versus to think. Um, it's a it's a steadfast hold on belief. Mm-hmm. If that if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more than and it's more than a, just knowledge. It's more than knowledge. It's 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 inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is reinforcing what Jesus has already came to do. And, and that's to win the victory over, you know, the world. And that was through our faith. And, and so, like what you said, like unwavering and trust. And I think trust is so important um, because many times we can trust something, but we still don't want to listen. We want to still do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Part of that listening is being obedient to what you hear. And not understanding the road that you know God has put you on or the path that He's put you on, but you're still willing to go because you know He is God. That's yeah. that unwavering. That's that. Yes, yeah, that unwavering. I was I'm doing a study actually, but I just have to read this. It says faith is acting like God is telling the truth. <laughs> I like that one. I was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's acting like God is telling the truth. Hmm. And so to me, that's overcoming faith. Yeah. We talk about truth, we talk about knowledge, but faith is over, the, the acting like is the overcoming part. Yeah. You know, you can say it, you can think it, you can say, I believe, but acting it out. You know, they say action speaks louder than words. Yeah. Yeah. So that overcoming faith is, is saying, I know God's will is the way. Is the way. Yeah, the only way. I like that. So with that said, what is the significance of faith? I know we talked about, you know, basically um, reinforcing what Jesus has come to do and believing in that. But to you, how would you describe the significance of faith? Well, the first thing that came to mind is probably a word, word cliche is um, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Ooh, right. Right, I'm sure most of us has heard that one. Mm-hmm. So I stand for God, so I don't fall for anything. That's when the significance of it. It's like having um, a purpose. You know, if you don't, if you don't have something you believe in, well, let me even rephrase that. If you don't believe in our God, mm. what's it all about? That's yeah. right. So that's it's that. That's what significant faith means to me. It's like, if I'm just, you know, and we know a lot of people, especially in this day and time that are just la 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 and, and just doing, you know, whatever, make them feel good, whatever's the hot thing at this that are just- I'm sorry, Alicia. That's okay. That, that all of those kind of things. And so it's, it's, um, it's imperative that we have faith, particularly in this day and time. And if we don't, what hope do we have? Faith gives us our hope. 
to have faith in something that gives us our hope. Yeah. So that's why it's significant to me because if I didn't, it would be just like mm -hmm. nothing really matters, but it does. It does matter. Yes. I question a lot about you know my beliefs and my faith and and I you know I leave it like you know if I'm wrong, what do I have to lose? But if you're wrong, that's right. You know, and I leave it at that. You know because. You can, you can talk about your faith and, and your beliefs. And, and for me, um, you know, talking to some of my friends, it was like, well, how do you sustain all of this? I said, because I trust my God. And I know that there's something beyond now. And my inheritance is, is there. And because I love him so much, you know, I show obedience and I revere him. Mm -hmm. And that's something that they can't comprehend. But again, if I'm wrong, what do I have to lose? What do you have to lose? I, I, I've heard again, I'd rather die believing there's God mm. live and find out that it's not than live acting like it ain't and find out that it is. It is. Amen. Amen. I know that's right. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I, I, I'll gamble those. I'll take those odds. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> that's a no-brainer right there. Right. Right. Okay, my next question. Um, Share a couple of instances when you had to utilize faith and how things turned out. Well, the first thing that popped in my head, anybody that know me, my son is a big part of my life. Um, I love him so like all of us do with our, our kids, right? Mm -hmm. And um, he was a young man and he's always been a go-getter and just, you know, but he was young and he was just all of a sudden, I'm going to New York. I was, I was, I was afraid, uh, concerned at the least. I didn't know a lot about New York. He had never lived alone. Um, it was just a scary time. So I had to face that and say, he ain't yours no way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not for real. Mm -hmm. and so his father will be wherever he goes. Man. And so I had to, to think I actually did a process. I think I shared this before. I'm not sure. Nadine probably has heard it. But I had to face that fear and use faith to overcome it. So this is what I said. What's the worst? What's the biggest fear that you're dealing with? And of course, something horrific will happen to my son. And then I said, well, what can you do about it? This is my process still today on most things. What can I do about it? Mm -hmm. And if I find something that I can do, well, I go do that. Of course, after consulting, you know, Lord's guidance, if there's something I can do, I go do it. Mm -hmm. If it's nothing I can do, I have to accept it. And I told myself, if something happens to that boy and the Lord leaves me here, his purpose was fulfilled and I got to keep fulfilling mine. Amen. I got to live on past my fear. Mm. Um, there'll be mourning, there'll be sorrow, there'll be all the earthly things that we know we do. But I had to ex exercise overcoming faith to trust God that he has a purpose for everything. That's how I got over it. It was like, if he leave you here, you be all right. And that's what I had to tell myself. And I still do that to this day about 
facing fears and that's how I exercise my faith. It's overcoming whatever fear, whatever thing is mm. causing you to pause or to freeze or to trip. <laughs> right, yeah. Or to run or to hide like some of our Bible friends because mm. they didn't want to obey God. I mm. have to get real with myself and say, what does God want for me? His will be done. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Be done. Yeah. And I'm made, I was created for his perfect will. So yeah. let me get in line. <laughs> <laughs> let me just get in line. You know? Yeah. What I know, and y'all know, I always say, what I know in the end, we win. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so encouraging to me. Yeah. And so matters not what comes. Come what may. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I probably could tell some other um, some other stories about how I exercised that. I had to exercise it in my career in law enforcement. Y'all can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a tough career. God, how I exercised. He not only kept me, y'all, my career in law enforcement. Uh, y'all can imagine. Promoted yes. He, he, that, was a team. He, that, that sounds good. It sounds so good. Unless y'all can't turn it off. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what I said, and that's what I mean. I look at where I am right now, y'all, and think about where I came from and even how I got there and the steps that took me there that mm. I was totally unaware of. That was happening. I thought I was doing something. Mm-hmm. I can look back and say, mm-hmm. "Wow, right, just lined up." Not mm-hmm. because oh, I did, but because God ordered my steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, the little things. Amen. Amen. Yes. Sister heard a radio job announcement that needed three qualifications. She had two. So I was nineteen. She's a six. Uh, 18 months older, so she's a year and a half older. So so she didn't have one of the qualifiers, which was a driver's license at the time, but I had all, which was to be able to type uh, 35 words a minute, drive a driver's license, and um, what was the third one? Whatever it was, I had all three. She didn't have the driver's license. Mm -hmm. So she told me about it, and that started my career. Can you imagine, like, just being in the, the danger that you you faced in that role? Like, God, did you really put me there? How many times did you ask God that? God, did you really, is this really my path? I'm in, in, in line of fire sometimes. Yep. Um, I'll be real honest with you. At that time, I, I was not where I am now in the faith. Although I was a Christian and I was not the as mature as I have gotten, not that I've arrived, please don't hear me say that, Mm -hmm. but my walk was different. I prayed and everything, but I used to use the word purpose. I still use it a lot. It's it's a good word. And at that time, I was asking God about my purpose. I would say, you know, is this, I I, I was in, in, in a search, a quest for purpose. God, what would you want me to do? And I would check in but I didn't see the steps he was, was ordering, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was in his perfect will for mm-hmm. me. 
Yeah. I didn't realize it until later. Like I said, I go and look back and go, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. So at the time I would pray a prayer of protection. Mm -hmm. I would pray for guidance and wisdom, but um, I used to say his will, you know how I say in the end we win now? It's yeah. a different twist to it now. When I used to say it, I used to say God's will will be done anyway. So I don't need to pray. Mm -hmm. You know, just I, he's going to do his thing. What he wants is going to happen. And so I'm just going to, you know, follow, get in line with it. That's what I used to think. And so if I, if something happened or I just didn't take my petition and my request and things to him because I said, hmm, his will will be done. I believed it. Yeah. But I didn't know my part in it. Mm -hmm. I didn't, and I know now. Yeah. And you have a testimony too. Yes. Prayer is essential. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that, which is crazy because when I was in the thick of things in the throat, that's when you really need to pray. <laughs> yeah. and, then she, and then she married a pol another police officer. She got double trouble. <laughs> oh, wow. Double. And he, I used to say, I was the police. The police. He was the police. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he was the, 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 the police, po -po. The po -po police. What's the, okay, I'm curious. You gotta tell us what's the difference between police and police. My career was most um, of, well, it start, everybody has to start in the field, but mine took a path, administrative path. And I was blessed to be promoted through the ranks and, and became a commander, a captain, and you know, was over. And a lot of my experiences through investigative work and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Him, he was undercover. He was like SWAT, those kind of things. Did okay. drug investigation, sold drugs. He, he did all of that. So that's the difference. Yeah. Matter of fact, when he retired, he, um, well, we're going too far. <laughs> back to overcoming faith and yeah. faith. we overcame yeah praise god what that's been is build our faith now yeah it, amen i wasn't where mature as in the in the in the faith as i am now but what it did now to see like i said i can look back and see god's hand in every turn yes yes yes, yes. And so it, it built my face for where I am now. Mm -hmm. It kept me. He mm -hmm. kept me. Mm -hmm. He ordered Praise us. God. And so here we are. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, lastly, um, send us off, send the listeners off in a, with an encouraging um, word on how they can exercise their faith to overcome what we're seeing today, what we're experiencing today. Well, what I would say is, you we know our faith tells us that God is in total control. Mm -hmm. And so even just like the what I shared with my son, and you know, even when it looks like where is he or he's not working, know that he is right there. And he yes, yes, Alicia. It encouraged me with um, a couple things, but one in particular that is relates to this is. God knows he, he, he's already 
his his will will be done and it's already done yeah already done it's like it may not look he's there y'all he knows and so we have to trust yes. and the, the thing that she encouraged me is all the fierce stuff and the bad stuff that come that's happening that ain't for us mm-hmm. <laughs> right. i think we're not gonna have trial and tribulation right he's overcome yeah and so we have to know that so just I'm not saying just to minimize any fear or any challenge that you may have, but but hold on to what little faith you have. Yeah. Hold on and build on it by getting you a prayer partner, by getting in your word, by finding a song that uplifts your spirit, by changing your perspective and not keeping your eye on what the enemy is doing that's feeding that fear, but on what God does that calms it. Yeah. That's right. Because what you feed grows. Remember, what you feed grows. So if you keep keep telling yourself, oh, oh, you know, like the sky's falling, sky's falling, then it's going to look more like that. But when we say God is in control and we get us a scripture and we say faith is acting like God is telling us the truth. So I'm going to act like God's telling me the truth because I know the truth is in him and his word. Then be encouraged through that. Praise God. Praise good, Alicia. Thank you, Alicia. That was awesome. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah. Mom, I'm going to to you because I, I will I will say this. Um, you know, I've lost two of my friends at my age, in my age group. And that's something new to me. I've lost my mom. You know, she's older, my grandmother. Um, but to lose friends and one unexpectedly at my age, I, it made me pause and I'm like, okay, God, I'm trusting you in all of this. And sometimes we don't understand and we're not supposed to because his ways are, are way bigger than ours and his thoughts are bigger than ours. And that's where I had to come to grips to say, okay, God, I'm not going to sit here and try to figure it out. I'm going to trust you. I'm going, I know that you're going to comfort me. I know you're my refuge and my rock. And that's how I'm walking through you know, that pain and that hurt of losing friends at my age. I'm 52, they're 52. Um, you know, when I was younger, I, I'm i not used to losing people at this age. It's usually, you know, our elderly. So yeah. thank you for those encouraging words, Alicia. I really appreciate it. Amen. Thank you, ladies, so very much. That was so awesome. Thank you, Alicia, uh, for being so uh, very transparent and just allowing us to uh, just kind of get a glimpse of um, the testimonies that God has given us. They're the testimonies of Jesus Christ, basically. Not, not so much about us as it is about him and what he has provided for us. And um, no, Carmen, that we, um, we, we mourn with you in the loss of your loved ones and your friends. Uh, there's a, a lot that uh, has to be said about um, you know, especially, you know, like you said, it's, it's expected that you, you know, the older folks will go on ahead of you, but there, there are moms that they're lost their children, you know, during this time. And there's, there's just so much of that going on. So it just lends credence to the necessity of faith, because if these kinds of things, you know, can bring you to your knees, you know, and so God is trying to 
uh, just convey to us that, like Alicia said, he is in charge and he knows what he's doing. I remember when I, I lost a very, very close friend of mine and I really got angry with God. I had fussed at him about it, you know, and he had to take me, pick me up by my coat, by the back of my blouse and say, wait a minute, she don't belong to you. That's my daughter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I had to learn how to, but you know, but God teaches us. But um, anyway, I wanted us to move into uh, the last few minutes that we have uh, a conversation. Um, we're, we're talking about overcoming faith because that is the highlight of where we're going. We're asking God um, and the, the power, through the power of his Holy Spirit's presence with us to um, just reveal to us the deeper, uh, more uh, gripping truths that he has provided in his word as it relates to faith so that it will help us really to attain unto its importance. And everybody's familiar with um, Hebrews 11.1. 1. That is the descriptor that God has given us with no uncertain terms to help us to, to kind of get a grip for what it's about. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so um, I want us to consider uh, tonight, uh, just two questions if we have time. Um, the first one is, what is faith? Um, and I say that because, you know, people have different ideas about what faith is. And some of it is frivolous faith, you know, not, not really foundational. And some of it is not even biblical. But uh, we want to talk about that. And we also want to talk about um, where our hearts are as it relates to faith. You know, are we really holding on? Are we possessing the kind of faith that God desires us to, to walk in at this hour and, and, and just what that may look like? So uh, what I wanted to do was to use the book of Hebrews to encourage us tonight that in spite of all that may be happening, not only around the world, but in our lives, because I'm telling you, the devil is really trying to wear us out. But God knew this day was coming and he knew the things that were going to transpire. So we don't want to throw away our confidence. We want to continue to trust in the Lord with a fervent, um, real faith. And I, and I guess you all have heard me use the example time and time again about the chair thing. You know, we, we can understand how that process works and how our minds are actually functioning in that act of sitting down on a chair and trusting it to hold us up and making a correlation between that and how we view our God. So um, we have not, uh, we basically don't have a problem believing God for his promises. That's the easy thing. Oh, we can proclaim the promises left and right. But what God is desiring us to also do is not trivialize or diminish the importance of his warnings. We tend to want to skip over those parts like, like the warnings are not for us. The warnings are for the world. But God wants us to know that uh, the warnings are for us as well. And uh, they're designed to help us to maintain um, 
what he expects and what he needs at this hour. So they're equally valid. And so we, we see the price that was paid when the first man and woman of God considered the lies of Satan. They considered his words to be of more importance and more value than the warnings of their creator. We also see in scripture how long lasting and detrimental their decision had on humanity. That is until God sent his son. That's what broke that chain. And then God gave us his word so that we can see how even his chosen people, those that he had set apart, the first church, Israel, they did the same thing. Hebrews 4.12, you know, the spirit warns us, watch out brothers and sisters so that there will not be in you the same kind of heart they had. That's the warning. Be careful that we don't possess an unbelieving heart because it can lead us away from God. That's not where we want to go. So um, in my uh, time of just prayer time of uh, just looking at what this thing, uh, this faith that God is calling us to is about, um, he brought me over to, he, to, uh, to the book of Hebrews um, because we're faced with the exact same dilemma that Adam and Eve and the first church had. And we will believe God at, you know, at this trying hour or we're gonna fold under the pressure of all that's going on around us. Satan is threatening the, the, the people of God. All kinds of lies he's depositing in our minds about our lives or our livelihood or whatever, you know, all his threats and innuendos and stuff like that. But we must not give in to his lies. We must know what God has promised in his word. He's given us the warnings. He's given us the signs so that we can follow them. So if you've got your Bibles, let's turn over to Hebrews 10. That's where I want to go. Um, and I, I really uh, appreciate um, the way the writer of Hebrews, they don't know, seem to know who wrote it, but how he lays out his, his, his argument, for lack of a better term, that Jesus Christ is the focus of our faith. He has to be. Not that we possess some kind of power because coming up in our day, it was always conceived that way that faith was this power that we had, that we could speak things into existence, that we could, you know, make demons flee, one chase a thousand, another place 10,000. I mean, all the things that we, uh, that we came up learning about faith. And I think that it probably may have taken us to a place of error when it comes to faith, because we wound up thinking that we got something to do with it. But we've got to learn like everything else in the kingdom, it has everything to do with Jesus. And we are the what? The beneficiaries of what God does through him. So um, I want to start reading at um, uh, verse, uh, I'm going to start reading at verse 32. Um, the writer had just got finished explaining 
the difference between uh, the, uh, the uh, um, Mosaic priesthood and how God has set all that stuff up, but how God has given us a whole, given us his son as our high priest. And it says, remember the earlier days after you had been enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to taunts and afflictions. And other times you were companions of those who were treated that way. For you sympathized with the prisoners and accepted with joy the confiscation of your possessions, knowing that you yourselves have a better and enduring possession. So verse 35, don't throw away your confidence, which has a great reward because you need endurance. So that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. And so I want us to kind of dissect what we hear uh, the writer saying here. The early church, of course, they were persecuted. You know, they, they, they had to endure some tough stuff. I mean, a lot tougher than what, in many ways than what we're having to deal with today. It hasn't come to this with us as of yet, but if the scriptures are true, it is going to come to that. And so we've got a time now while things are relatively uh, uh, free for us to take advantage of this time to get to this place where we have overcoming faith. I know that some of you, I don't know if you've read that uh, there are a lot of shortages. I don't know if you'd be going to the store and you notice where a lot of the shelves are not being replenished. You know, well, because there, there's, some, there's some other information behind that that we're gonna have to face up to in the coming days. But the truth of the matter is, God is saying to us, we must not throw away our confidence. He uses the word confidence here, but it is basically the same thing that based on what we've already endured, we've come through, just like Alicia was saying, she was fearful about her son. And I'm sure there's still things that we're concerned about. I mean, I, I told, you know, I figured, look, the more kids and the more grandkids you have, the larger your family, the greater your concern. You know, because that's just that, more, that much more people, you know, are they being saved? Are they, you know, practicing safe distances. I call my children every week. Y'all staying safe, you know, you're doing things. And, but God has been faithful. He's been faithful. So um, let, let's, let me hear some dialogue from you all. What, what do you hear um, in this, uh, from verse, what, you, what we just read from verse 32 to 35, as these people are being encouraged in, meant, in the midst of, the terrifying thing that's happening in their midst. What do you hear God saying to us at this hour? Well, I um I I looked up the word confidence as the, the worldly definition. Okay. It's a noun. It says the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something to firm trust. But then the sin, the similar or the synonyms of the of the word confident is trust, belief, faith, and credence. And so those first three words, trust, belief, and faith is what um, Alicia was saying about, you know, when she was describing 
the significance of faith and she was describing what faith was, it is having confidence in, in what Jesus came to do, is having confidence in um, what we see is what's to come. It's already been told to us. And so we yeah. should have to fear, you know, what we're seeing. We already, you know, we already know what's coming. It was laid out. Yeah. And so now we have to have the confidence to endure or the faith to endure um, to tr or the trust to endure till the end. Um, so that's what Pink stuck out with to me. Exactly. And, and listen to the harsh circumstances that they have had to deal with. And how does that how does that come into play in our lives? Just like Jan was telling us last week, you know, we, we know that we have to exercise faith, but we got to exercise even if the, nothing changes, even while things are getting worse and worse and worse. The conversations that we are entertaining, not only with ourselves, but with others, you know what I'm saying, that if we're not careful, can lead us down the wrong road. Anyone else? You're on mute, Jan. Okay, thank you. I think, uh, piggyback off of last week, I think I was talking about the word overcome and that it doesn't mean, that's where we kind of get off path. We, we kind of deviate on what the intent of, of, of his instruction is and overcome doesn't mean that uh, you wait it out until things go away or to, until the tide recedes or it's up and down. And I think what's happening in this passage with Hebrews, uh, it just kept getting worse. Hello, like today. Yes. yes. <laughs> It was a bad situation that kept getting worse. And I think he kept trying to remind them. It's like, hey, y'all, this faith thing, it, 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 that's the same. The stuff is going to keep getting worse. So don't make sure the proverbial throw out the baby with the bathwater. You need to make sure that just because things keep getting worse, this faith thing, that's the same. You keep holding on to that because what you're seeing it is bad and it's going to keep getting bad. So don't get confused. <laughs> yeah, Amen. I, I, would like, I would like to add to what Jan said. Um, so they, people, they were enduring suffering and being mistreated. And so there's a lot of, um, and, and, and when you're going through the midst of suffering and mistreatment, all of that, mm -hmm. you have to remain your focus needs to be on, on God, on what he has promised you and who he is to you. Because um, the circumstances, your situation may not change, but God is in control. He is the lover of your soul. He is your protector. If you focus on who he is and not yes. all these circumstances, yes it gives you the courage to endure. It gives you the courage to say, okay, I can get up today and I can face what's being presented to me. Um, not because I'm oh so wonderful and I've got it all together, but I serve a God who has it all. And he's already told me that these, these trials and tribulations, they're gonna happen. But he says, keep your eyes focused on me, lean not to your own understanding, right? Acknowledge me and I'll direct your paths, right? So yes. you're shifting your focus. When I was in my deep, deep, deep uh, suffering state, 
the Lord kept saying, shift your focus, shift your focus. Cause I'm over here wondering why somebody doing this and not doing that and mistreating me. The Lord said, shift your focus. And he would remind me to do on a daily basis because this over here, I'm looking over here, the turmoil, it, it makes me crazy and it makes right. me ineffective right. Right? into carrying out God's will. <laughs> so shift my focus, it, it just keeps me grounded and it keeps me able to endure. And who knows for how long I have to endure. But when the time is right, the Lord will say, boom, this is it. You're done with this. Now there's something else you're gonna have to be dealing with in, in a little bit. But just to keep you, to keep you motivated, to keep going. I, I don't know if that answers, but that's what I. Yeah, I it, yeah. The, the, the truth of the matter is we have to embrace the fact that we have been equipped for this. God never calls, you can read all through the Bible. He never called anybody to anything for which he did not equip them for what it was. I mean, even, you know, when we go into Hebrews 11 and he start telling you all the people, you know, who, who are, whose names are in the hall, um, the hall of, of faith. And when you read the stories about them and you see how they, you, you know, it don't compute. It doesn't compute. You know, you, you read about Samson and Abraham and all these other people, liars and, you know, people who did a whole bunch of stuff. And so the, 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 the reality of what we have to look forward to is the fact that Jesus Christ is our faith. Okay. We don't have the wherewithal and, and we wind up going and a lot of anxiety and a lot of those depression things that come on us come because we've got it wrong. We actually think that we have the wherewithal to deal with this stuff. And we don't. We don't. But what we know about our God is he always wants to show himself mighty. And he uses us to do it. If we would just acquiesce our, ourselves to to, 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 to stay focused, like you said, on Jesus Christ and who he is and what he has done, it will help us because the enemy is going to be continually plotting with our minds to say, child, it ain't going to never end. You can't get nothing right. You don't matter how hard you, you know, all those, they come in. He's got a whole team of lying demons with, who want to present lies to us to cause us to draw us away. But verse, verse 39 says, but we are not those who draw back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and obtain life. Now, Jesus said in this very, this very chapter of Hebrews, he, he, he came into this uh, chapter talking about who he was and how he had come for, for one purpose, to do the will of the one who sent him, okay? That was his focus. I'm going to do what my father sent me to do. And he says that, um, he said, um, he said, you, in verse five, he said, you do not want sacrifice and offerings, but you prepared for me a body. You did not delight in whole burnt offerings and sin offerings. Then I said, it is written about me 
in the volume of the scroll. I have come to do your will, O Lord. Put your name in there. Put our names in there. In the volume of this very book, like Jesus said, it's written about us, overcomers. That's what he said. You ain't got to tout yourself. <laughs> These are things that God said. I'm not trying to put, you know, to make it sound like something that's unrealistic. Because God knows it's real because he spoke it into existence. And so everything that comes with being able to um, not shrink back is in us. We already got it. Because we're in him. And the scripture says that he has freely given us everything. Right? Melissa, so, go ahead, darling. Melissa says on Facebook, the battle grows bigger and your faith gets stronger and he equips us for all of them. We have to trust his promises. We got to trust him. Just like Jesus did. Jesus went, came to this planet knowing his fate before he got here. Mm -hmm. Knowing. And God is trying to help us to get there. Know your fate in Christ. We win. It looked terrible. And most people who, who, who don't quite get it, they say, well, why would a God, God who would want to serve a God like that that would send his, his own son to die, to die like that? You know why? Because they're using human reasoning. That's right. They're trying to fetter this thing out in their mind, but not realizing you can't do it. You need to pick up the book, read the book. It'll tell you what it's all about. Because believe me, if Satan had knew, known that what he called himself was getting over on God was happening, he probably would never have tried to, 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 to crucify Jesus Christ because that sealed, the, that sealed his own coffin. <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden, all these other little Little, little uh, seedlings start popping up all over the world. Jesus died in the grave. It's over and done with. No, it's not. How many years has it been since he's gone to be with the Father? And look, look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. And God is enabling us to do the same thing Jesus did. And he wants us to have this same frame of mind. I come to do my Father's will. That's what we're about. Get, get, you know, I, I can't imagine on this is, you know, how the, the police and, and sometimes the military people go into war. They go into, they go into these terrible situations knowing that they may not come out. Knowing. Knowing this ahead of time. But you know what? They go anyway. Because they've made a charge. They've got a, 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 a what do you call it? A creed that they follow. It's like the doctors. An oath. An oath to people. We've got an oath to our God. You see, that we are not those who draw back and we are not destroyed, but we are those who have faith and obtain life. Anyone else have anything before we close out? Anything to share? Any revelation? 
But we'll continue with um, Hebrews next week. You all may want to just read through it and glean whatever the Holy Spirit may reveal to you to share. But I think Hebrews is the place that we want to go to look at uh, just how awesome and powerful uh, God has designed us as his children and as it relates to the faith that he's deposited in us. So, Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, Lord God, for the testimony that our sister Alicia shared with us. Father, I thank you for these women of faith, Lord God, who are seeking your face. That's what we want to do. We want to seek your face. We need to hear from heaven. So we ask you a continued blessing upon this work, Father God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, that we don't have hearts that are looking for notoriety or any of those kinds of things. We just want to be a vessel that you can use for your glory. So we ask you, Lord God, to continue to bless this work as you continue to bless the prepare preparations for the conference and bring those women that are looking for you. We want to share our testimonies with them. We want to give them the evidence that God is real and he's alive in us today. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. God bless you. And um, we'll be back here next week unless the good Lord comes and change our, change our agenda. He didn't say the creek don't rise. I know. <laughs> Somebody Goodbye. told me if the creek rise, get a boat. <laughs> Love you, ladies. Thank you okay. so much for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>